0: back Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We have oh said that God.
0: too too I many times. That's exactly one. why I said it again. Guess he's back. <laughs> back again. All right. Better yeah, sense. no. No, yeah, that's the real Slim Shady and the best part is uh, you guys can't see this cuz you're listening, it's not a video. I can stand up because I have a headset on. And I can walk around. So that's the beauty of this. But
1: Yes, Josh is very
0: excited about this. Oh, I'm extremely excited about this. It's the best thing to happen all week. Uh, so and that's the, that's the sad part because, you know, we're, we're starting off the show with guess who's back again again. Um, because, you know, first it's COVID and then it's murder hornets. Uh, and then California is burning to the ground. And then it stops. And then California decides to burn to the ground right in our backyard, and you know, I guess take take a serious note for two seconds. I'm not very good at that, but uh, Connor's hometown is threatened. The town that I went to high school in is threatened. Uh, the place that Jeanette I know has talked about and loved to talk about because she is a mountain girl when she is not working. Um, it's a it's a sad affair. Hearts go out uh my mom's house is still under evacuation warning it's not under evacuation order so thankfully that hasn't changed in the last 24 hours or so but yeah if you're listening to this and you've got friends family you live in the mountains know this hits us too uh we feel for you and we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that in the future we can help you in any way that we can so shouts out i don't know what it, the, the saying is if it's creek fire strong course gold strong sierra strong whatever it is um we'll say madera county and fresno county strong screw it we're we're here we feel it and we're hoping that uh the firefighters and men and women that are making the the effort to get people out of there uh we thank you i'm happy that you're doing this thing and yeah now i'm just talking in circles because you know it's been a stressful week so thank you we're listening and let's jump forward now and get off the fire subject because it's been Plaguing my mind for the last four days. Um, so, again though, we're mm-hmm. back. We're going through a, a phase of rebrand. We're going through a phase of trying to make stuff look a little different. We're not going to release any of that right now because it's way more fun to talk about it, you know, when we talk about it. But, Connor, for potentially, I don't want to say the final time, but at least in its current iteration, Right? You want to walk us that. through like, as he smooth, slams like, his whiskey. brandy, by the way. <laughs> Shouts out to that guy. Yeah,
1: smooth.
0: There we go. But yeah, Connor, That's walk right. us through. What are we chatting on today?
1: <sighs> well, before before I get into that, um, Josh, I just want to uh, ride on your cur- or coattails, excuse me, my really curtains quickly. Yes. And uh, yes, at the end of the episode, we'll talk a little bit more in detail. Uh, Josh introduced the idea. So stick around to the end. We have a, a more detail on the update here, and uh, we'll give you some heads up of what's to come. So oh, yeah. today, let's roll coal, everybody. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna be yeah. talking. About <laughs> that's right. That's right. But it's not what you think. Today we are gonna be talking about biodiesel. Ooh, and what uh, is biodiesel? <laughs> Where does it come from? And what's the future? And that is the summary of today's episode.
0: And that is the summary of today. I'm going to tell you my knowledge of biodiesel. I'm happy Connor's had plenty of time to research this. Uh, my knowledge is, is it's a Mercedes Benz with, a, with an oil drum in the back. It smells like french fries when it drives by. <laughs> and that's the only time that I can get a quarter mile ran in less than eight minutes flat.
1: What about Das Auto?
0: Das Auto is a people's
1: car? That's right. It's a little Volkswagen? Yeah, if, no. you get, if you get one of those old uh, diesel-injected Volkswagens, you can just dump fry oil in the tank. Well, yeah, good. you can
0: dump fry oil in the tank. are not those the cars that they said were super energy efficient? And they're like, dude, you could throw Basically. hardened coal in here, and it'll run on it. <laughs>
1: Poops out diamonds. Yeah, yeah,
0: you throw real coal in there, you're going to get diamonds out the tailpipe. That's how efficient these cars are. Oh, man. They're not dumping 40 times the carbon
1: monoxide that you said there were? No. There was a short period of time when I drove a a yellow 2002 stick shift bug to high school. (laughs) Dude, I don't know if that's something you'd want to admit, but I do respect (laughs) you for it. I will openly admit it because I'll tell you right now. Thank you, thank you. I will tell you, that thing handled the curves up the 168 like okay. nobody's business. It was a freaking blast. So it was all fun that, to so drive.
2: All that car is is
0: a
1: curve.
2: <laughs> secrets like that. <laughs> yeah. My first ticket ever was not an EcoDrive little mini.
1: Uh-oh. Car.
2: It was a Ford. It was a Ford. Um,
1: nice. It was, in a, Ford, it was okay. a Ford
2: C-Max. There you go. I got my first ticket, in that. I do believe
1: oh. – this is my superstition, hey, okay. my
2: theory. I do believe I was pulled over because the cop really hated the car. I don't blame him.
1: Yeah. That's fair. That's Wait. fair. He's a car guy on the weekends. Yeah. Connor, by the way, what, your
0: first ticket, what kind of car were you driving? The Silverado? Come on. Silverado? That's what – okay, that's what I was saying. Because first, the first and only ticket I have was, was F-150, so I was going to say if it was all Ford – this is a reason. This is a reason you don't buy those anymore. And that's coming from a Ford guy. Hmm. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's
1: true. Okay. But... Hashtag bowtie gang. Bowtie gang? <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. So, um, as, as part of as part of some of the changes, uh, Josh, you and Jeanette have yeah. uh, something different planned for the beginning of the episode, yeah? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yes and no.
0: But, you know, Jeanette jump into it, because I'm, I, uh, uh, to our listeners, y- your, your friend Josh here is never truly prepared for things. So, he... Uh, this is why we love you. Yeah, exactly. That's, I'm, I'm at least good at being full of shit. So, like, <laughs> bravo. Uh, yeah, but Jeanette, let's talk articles. I read Ag Alert, so hopefully something sticks.
2: Well, mine's not necessarily ag-related, but it hits the spectrum of education Okay. and where we're headed. Ooh. So, we mentioned that uh, COVID hits, right? Yeah. Fall classes, what are they looking like? Online? Oh,
0: I know where you're going here. I know where you're going.
2: Kids are online now. Yeah. Teachers are online. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. right now, the big question is as far as college students, what's tuition going to look like?
1: Oh. Uh, so, I have heard this concept. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm just going to throw it out
0: there. Regardless of how we say we want to make tuition cheaper, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These, these um, I'm not going to say the word that immediately came to mind. That's not very polite. But they're going to take you for every dime that they've been getting and every dime they will get.
2: So that blimp ain't going to pay itself off. Right. But here's the question that everyone's asking is, we're not on campus. A majority of the tuition that we're paying for is covering student activities, student services, the student union that at the moment no one is able to go to, right? The whole recreation thing, student health fee, mental health fee, all those other, I would say hidden fees. How is that gonna be, you know, figured out because i mean yeah i mean we're paying about what six grand a year 12 grand at fresno state
1: yeah yeah, yeah. S- yeah. S- six to seven
2: okay mm-hmm. so that's the big question right now at the moment and it's it's not only oh. fresno state but it's also you know countrywide
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. everybody's going to keep paying those. I I wish we could say, hey, since, you know, your campus isn't open, you're not going to have to pay those fees. But unfortunately, the buildings are closed, but the campus is technically open because they're holding classes. So they're going to charge you for everything, which just a sidebar off this, too. I just saw it come out uh, this afternoon, actually, the CSU's chancellor office just announced that the entire spring semester for all CSU campuses, so Cal Poly, Chico, mm-hmm. Fresno, all the other assorted ones, SDSU, they're all going to be online in the spring too. They're yeah. not coming back to campus until it, at earliest summer of 2021.
2: Yeah, because you have to figure out well, all the logistics as far as, you know, the maximum capacity for each classroom. Then again, going to the library, you I mean, you know how big the library is. What are you going to do then? It's
0: massive. They're going to charge you for it. And if you want to be a student, you're going to pay it. Like, I I mean, I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. I just, that's how the higher education system works. It's if they have fees, you're getting charged. I think the only thing at Fresno State that when you paid tuition, you could opt out of was the student representation fee, which was a, a fee through ASI. It was $2 off your tuition if you opted out of it. Mm -hmm. Two bucks. That's the only thing you could say, I'm not paying.
2: I mean, I don't know. It's just these things are... Because if you think about it, I mean, I don't know how it is for everyone. Typically, I mean, we all need a computer to go to college anyways, right? But it's the other services. (laughs) It's the other services that we need to, that require us to go out of our way to go purchase it yeah. because we no longer have access to it on like on campus then again the labs yeah. what
1: well, the lower levels too
2: the, the <clears> labs <throat> yeah. that what the- we have to attend to get that better on you know hands-on experience i mean what's going to happen then everything's going to be online
1: yeah i should ask my brother about that he he's in his first semester at clovis community right now and he's taking some science courses so i wonder what his lab because i want to say that they're allowing labs to come in yep and participate you know at, periodically mm-hmm. uh, but i can't confirm but then i know that uh you know kind of bringing it back i know that uh, private schools at you know elementary middle and, and high school level uh uh, private schools or charter schools are also being plagued with the same concept of Normally, you know, I'll pay for my child to go to the school But now that they're at home all the time and one of the, you know One of the parents has to stop working and then you're you're using the, the family's Wi-Fi the family's right. electricity water food, etc. Cetera, et cetera, why are we still paying the same amount? So it's felt at all levels It is. It really is. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, and this might just be because I'm naive, I honestly don't see another way around it because that's the way that it was structured. That's the way that the business is structured.
2: Yep. I know. It's just something I did, you know, think about at the moment because even people that are going back for like a master's, it's also going to be online. So. Mm -hmm.
1: Well before all this happened, my wife actually completed her bachelor's and is, um, in the process of completing her master's and her credential all online. So that's actually not too bad. Uh, it's, it was already being done and, um, she's somebody that's a real go-getter, real proud of you, honey. Um, and she, (laughs) (laughs) she never listens. So, um, uh, and and I don't blame her. And... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm distracting (laughs) myself. Uh, (laughs) No, but she's a real go-getter and it's perfect for her because it moves at a fast pace that keeps up with her. Yeah. So, yeah. I know some people really benefit from it. I would not. So I'm glad I'm not in school right now because I would hate it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So... Yeah, something to, something to keep an eye on. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how things progress. And, uh, yeah, this world's just constantly changing, it seems, every single day. Um, it's going just, through it. Um, it is, it is. Josh, some, tell us what you got.
0: No, yeah, so actually something that just popped into my brain is that uh, we talked about it the last time we recorded, but there was a chance that the Friant-Kern Canal was going to get repaired in uh-huh. the latest coronavirus package. Um mm-hmm. If you, you, you watch the news or follow politics at all, today that actually became a non-reality. It died in the Senate. So that lovely surprise, funding surprise. that we could have used to fix that yeah. darn canal is officially now gone again. I mean, there's there's other ways it could potentially get funded that are still pending. But the, the best hope to get it done and get it done fast is now no longer going to happen. So... That is one part of it. And then the second part is is those stimulus checks that Mm -hmm. everybody was talking about coming out for the second time. Uh, As of now, those are up in the air. So I'm kind of sad about that trip I just took down to Pismo. I was like, hey, stimulus money is going to pay for that. And now I'm going to get lectured by my, you know, my mom, because she'll probably hear this and be like, well, that's why you don't spend money you don't have. And you know sorry mom okay it wasn't that, <laughs> is that expensive your mom is that, like? is, I mean
2: isn't that all of no. us right now
0: yeah yeah no yeah that's that's all of us but that's also not what my mom sounds like Connor and if if, if i said that she sounded like that she'd probably actually still hit me cuz she raised three boys and she is a she is a titan oh she's a,
1: titan. a good mom i like it
2: yeah. <laughs> she I put like up it. With three boys yeah, in the she, most
1: endearing sense <laughs> yeah i believe it yes she is yeah, yeah. like ares nice.
0: god of war that's what she is uh, I like it but yeah so it, it that's I mean nothing nothing too much to talk about but just I guess for informational purposes uh, yeah. the Frank
1: now funding is gone yeah, yeah bummer. bummer yeah well it's also not too surprising it's not but oh, no. and and to keep,
0: continue talking about water because that's where most of my time is spent nowadays uh, mm-hmm. the Delta Tunnel project that we also touched on a while back. They came out with a new estimate, and oh. I'm going I'm to ask it in this way, so uh, knowing all three of us grew up in California, anytime anything has a government estimate, what happens the second time the new government estimate comes out?
1: Um, let me see. Long it long must long. it must go down, and us, the taxpayers, must get a reprieve, yeah. right? Yeah. i really bad at yeah. This, really is, bad this at is opposite day, right? <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to let the audience know I think I sound sarcastic but I know I don't that was meant to be sarcastic <laughs> yeah but no it came
0: out and I don't remember off the top of my head what the original numbers were but I know that the Twin Tunnel Project when it was still two uh, and under Jerry Brown they, I think they were expecting like 17 or 18 billion dollars now it's Jeez. one tunnel okay and they were like, we're going to save $2 billion because we're only going to do one. And then the new estimate came out, and it's like $23, $24 billion. Oh,
2: my God. I was
1: this like, is why it couldn't work in
0: politics. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You saved $2 billion, but you tacked on another 8 How does that work?
1: Hmm. Hashtag math boy. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, where... Where do I get on the state budget as a line item for high speed rail? Because apparently we're greasing some pockets. No. Ah, come on, we got to be doing it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's the water world update for you. Um, it's looking Appreciate like, it, Josh. yeah, it's looking like the the pro, that tunnel project, um, regardless of the opposition, I think I think it's going to happen because Los Angeles is backing it. And uh, don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Owens Valley, but that used to be the Owens Lake. And uh, mm. L.A. kind of drained that thing. So that's all I'm going to say to that subject. But, hey, mm. it's Cadillac mm. Desert, baby. That's right. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well.
0: Let's, let's, right. let's break in. Let's talk about some biofuels because that's that's, some, that's right. some biodiesel because, you know, We've just been yeah. talking about depressing stuff.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's all it And is. Like, we're not trying to be depressing. It's like the only fun we get is like walk into the kitchen, look in the fridge, and see what's new.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah.
0: 2020, man. I can't Ooh. even go
2: work out outside anymore as much because it's all ashy. The place, the one place that I can go escape to is burning into freaking flames. Hey. I'm so depressed right now. Hey. That's all I can do. Hey. Like, I'm just. I just
0: have to say, though, if you're going to go do cardio outside right now, um, walking outside and running a mile is like running a mile and smoking a pack or actually like a carton of Marlboro Reds, and (laughs) those make you skinny, (laughs) so So, guys, get that cardio in. We're all going to die of lung cancer anyway eventually, so let's just bite it in the butt and do it.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, before we get too off the rails... Let's move to discussion. (laughs) Yes. So discussion for today, as we talked about at the beginning is biodiesel. So we wanted to try to bring back the research episode and, um, just from our organic discussion last time, um, biodiesel sounded like it would be a fun topic to talk about. Mm. So I think it's most appropriate because I'm sure with anything, um, most people don't know, and I really didn't even know either, what exactly biodiesel was. I I got on a kick for a while, I'm not going to lie. I was looking for some sort of diesel-powered car, like a little sedan, so that way mm-hmm. I could just dump fry oil into it and drive it around. I thought that that would be a hoot. Yeah. So hoot? <laughs> I did a little bit of research, and I knew that you could, I mean, legitimately. <laughs> you Sorry, could, Carter, I'm interrupting you. You said a hoot? <laughs> Uh, hoot. That's right. That's what I said. <laughs> it's a common term, all
0: right? Yeah, it's common <laughs> when you're 73.
1: <laughs> that is my curse. Oh, I'm sorry. An 80 year old man trapped in a 28 year old. Sorry, buddy. continue. Yes. All right. We're obviously immature. <laughs> <laughs> he said, poof. <laughs> hoot. Oh. oh, sorry. So, I so. was
0: just doing the immature thing. Keep going.
1: That's right. Anyways, okay, so I think it's only fair that we start with what is biodiesel? What's the technical definition for biodiesel? Webster's Dictionary defines. So biodiesel, technical de- definition, there's actually two. So in the world that we live in today, biodiesel can be either biodiesel straight or, much like since we're from California, a blend, just like wines. So from um, biodiesel.org... They define biodiesel as a fuel composed of monoalkyl esters of long chain fatty acids derived from vegetable oils or animal fats designated B100 and meeting the the requirements for American Society for Testing and Materials or ASTM, which we'll revisit later on, uh, D6751. So I'm sure everybody kept up with that. Yeah, totally.
0: You yeah, said WD-40,
1: right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just spray that in your tank. <laughs> and then a biodiesel blend, um, for all of our apothec friends out there, um, is a blend of biodiesel fuels, meeting the ASTM D6751, I'm sure it's some sort of standard, with petroleum. So it's based biodiesel fuel, and then it's either... Uh, and then it's mixed with some sort of volume of biodiesel into the fuel.
2: Okay.
1: All right. Everybody following me so far? Yep. Yeah. So now that we understand the technical definition, de- de- hang <laughs> Words <laughs> are hard. Right now. Yeah, words are hard. Uh, and all I do is talk all day. Yep. So, <clears throat> so now that we know the technical definition of biodiesel, Now we can start getting into how it's manufactured and what the current status is of biodiesel production. So when we're thinking of biodiesel, biodiesel is actually made from a chemical process called transesterification. And glycerin is separated from fat or vegetable oil. The process leaves behind two products, either methyl esters or glycerin. I know, highly technical, I'm copying and pasting from, <laughs> from websites and scholarly articles here. So,
0: no, I'm, oh, I, come on, I'm it was Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> that's that's a valid source, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that at least some of it's making sense. But when I read this, the word transesterification really stuck out to me, and so okay. I thought, okay you think of cis and trans fats, right? We hear about that in all sorts of, um, like health articles and, and trans
2: fat, all that
1: exactly. Trans and cis fats. So started getting, you know, started, had to, you know, dust the cobwebs off of some of the information I learned back in school. And I remember back to, um, Dr. Mitra, um, really great teacher at Fresno state. So if you ever have the chance to go through any one of uh, the chemistry courses at Fresno State with either of the Mitras, um, their husband and wife duo that are absolutely brilliant. I highly recommend them. So when you're signing up for classes, students pick Mitra. <laughs> so, all right, bringing it back. So when I was reading this, I the word trans and ester both uh, piqued my interest. So when you're when you're thinking about fats, um, when you're looking at the chemical shape of the fats trans or cis uh, designate um, how those fats are shaped, okay? So I thought, okay, let's look at what the definition for transesterification would be to kind of help give everybody some context here. So I did. I looked up the definition of transesterification. So transesterification of vegetable oils, animal fats, or waste cooking oils is the process behind conventional biodiesel. In transesterification, a process, uh, transester, excuse me, transesterification processes, uh, glyceride and causes it to react with an alcohol, typically methanol or ethanol in the presence of a catalyst forming fatty acid, alkyl esters and an alcohol. So I see, I see the wheels turning there, Josh. Yeah, they're turning, man. (laughs) So What I did was really inspired by my brother. So Christian, I know you listen, so this is a shout out to you. You're really good at this. So I was inspired by him. And so I thought, I'll give my best shot at trying to basically translate this into layman's terms.
0: Okay. There you go. Now now
1: the wheels are turning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So separate. You got it? They combine with alcohol.
0: And that's where babies come from? No. Oh my God.
2: Connor, continues.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Josh. Now listen to the next part. <laughs> the
2: finishing um, part?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, so, <laughs> so I figured I would do my best to um, try to explain this in layman's terms for um, those of us who are listening that uh, some of this might not make it make sense if we don't have as much exposure to chemistry so basically what this is saying is transesterification is basically you're adding some sort of an alcohol to a fat you know whatever that fat source might be you know they listed off three there vegetable oil animal fats or cooking waste you add alcohol to that and then you add a catalyst and so a catalyst can be either heat or some sort of a chemical or both and then what happens is when you add those components together and then and then apply the catalyst The result is glycerin and um, methyl esters and so methyl esters is just a type of compound it's 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 talking about the different types of um, way that the carbons and um, other atoms are arranged so now we understand the very basics of how biodiesel is produced okay so What I thought was really cool was as I was starting to look into this and and starting to figure out um, how biodiesel is produced, the the really interesting part is when you look at the byproducts that come from producing biodiesel.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I thought that this was really nifty um, for all the 90s babies out there. Um, So, methyl esters and the byproducts, um, actually, when you're looking at uh, making biodiesel um, actually produces a number of byproducts. One of which includes soap. And oh. Then, yeah, so you can actually produce soap out as as one of the byproducts, and and continue to get value out of biodiesel bio production. The other really cool part for all of our green freaks out there is that it actually reduces the life cycle of greenhouse gases by eighty six percent. Nice. Side bar quick sidebar um, nothing lasts forever and so basically what that's saying is even though there are particulate there's particulate matter in the air everything um, ions have a half-life so when you hear the term half-life not the video game but talking about chemistry that's what they're talking about so um, biodiesel is actually uh, better for the environment and um, and so it actually threw out a figure 86% which I thought was actually really interesting and then on top of that, it also re- reduces particulate matter by
2: 47%. So, nice. I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. within the same realm, but how much energy would it take using the biodiesel? And
1: that's what we're going to get into next, so I'm glad you talked about that.
2: Awesome.
1: Yeah, so... As I started looking through this and I thought, okay, this all sounds really good. So, you know, let's continue to dive into producing biodiesel. So the first article I read, and if anybody's interested, reach out to me and I'll I'll share these articles with you, but I'm not going to dig that up right now. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my right. I want the full Um, link right now.
2: Yeah. Do you want me to tell you the full (laughs) link, tell you all
1: 17 authors of this research article? Yep. Yep. No, I don't. <laughs> so both of these articles are basically analysis of other, other research that's been done in the past and also um, some of the current methods that are being done today. So what this first article brings to light is that um, biodiesel is really, really great. Um, it's a good source of alternative fuel. You know, We just listed off all the environmental benefits and the fact that you can also produce soap from it. The most challenging issue concerning large scale production of biodiesel is that it's got a relatively high cost over conventional fossil fuel based diesel. Oh. And that's owing and that's owing to high feedstock and manufacturing costs, which that should all ring a bell in all of our ears. So cost effective and eco-friendly biodiesel production technologies should be should be necessary develop excuse me necessarily developed and continuously improved upon in order to make this biofuel more competitive versus traditional petroleum counterparts so i have always i have always had this thought i was like biodiesel is such a good idea and i'm like oh, you know considering all of the fast food that we as america eat why can't we just take all of that fry oil and then just start dumping it in F two fifties, F three fifties and you know, all Recycle the diesel it. cars. Yeah, and just start recycling. I mean that that would that would make so much sense. A it would get rid of the waste from the restaurants, and B, it would power people's vehicles. And C oh boy. Josh, I think this is where you come in. <laughs> what, what it, am I saying? If you feel comfortable. I was just
0: talking about yeah, I follow. I'm sorry.
1: I <laughs> I th-
0: no, no no no! I thought no, I was supposed to say something inappropriate, here. and I was like, "I don't know where we're going." But no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow! When you put him on oh. the spot, he can't do anything inappropriate. But when he no don't no no! Pay no. I'm saying like does.
0: I thought I was gonna have to drop an f bomb, but but we're we're talking about chubby no. kids oh. chasing cars full of fry I mean. oil down the road that's not inappropriate. And Connor was suggesting that it was like something offensive. And if you get offended by that, I'm sorry, dude. You have not stood in the Krispy Kreme parking lot.
1: <laughs> fat Thor. Hashtag. Thor fat? I did that backwards, but whatever. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> oh. No, I did the hashtag after. Anyways. Um... <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I mean that kind of, that helped to answer the question of why a, why diesel production isn't as product as popular in the United States. Yeah. And then also why biodiesel isn't really widely used. Um, I know that that's one so, of the major, go ahead.
2: So I was going to ask, where is it, Popularly used Is it kind of like In the country Like Aust- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just Shoot it the out roof Is it out like Maybe eye. like Australia Good day.
1: Man That's right Those Aussies are crazy I'll tell you that Um I don't know That I would think Yeah probably You know I would think Countries Other than America For some reason Um Use Use Cause I mean When you When I started doing The research in and, and I was looking at You know uh, Diesel Diesel-powered engines and using using fry oil. Um, a lot of the videos were from England and Europe because they still yeah, um, accept and commonly drive diesel-powered sedans. So that's you know that's where a lot of the research came from. So you still can get diesel-powered sedans over here in the United States. They're just highly mm-hmm. uncommon and kind of hard to come by. So, and then you know, kind of to give you some background too. The, the problem with just dumping straight fry oil into your engine is it does gunk it up a lot quicker, and, and you have to get your engine flushed uh, more frequently. So what what guys will do is um, they'll have a two a two line a two fuel line um, system in their engines, and so you'll start the you'll start the vehicle up with your um, conventional diesel, and then as you as you start to get driving down the road, they then have a switch to then flip on the fry oil pump and then they start pumping the fry oil through. And then as you start getting closer to your stop before you stop, you know, flip back over <clears> to the, <throat> the conventional diesel. So then that way it can burn out all the food so particulate it's, it's, it's matter. So it's essentiality, up In essentiality, a hybrid. But yes. Yes. It, and I think in my opinion, in the truest form, it, that is truly a hybrid because you truly are using both. It's not, you know, you could, you, I think you could split hairs and argue that a biodiesel blend is a hybrid, but I, you know, I think when everybody thinks about sustainable, which yep, I have my own opinions about the term sustainable and uh, things like hybrids and also renewable energy. I also have my own opinions about that. Um, <laughs> I think electric cars are dumb. Steven, I know you're listening. <laughs> and I know we just talked about the cyber truck and, it is cool, but I have a problem with dumping our trash in other people's countries.
0: <sighs>
1: Those are heavy topics. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> which maybe we'll talk about that again someday too. But I also know that we as a species, or as a, as a population, also need to figure out. Yeah, sorry, that we're talking about hard science, so <laughs> different terms may come out of my mouth right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I I know that the quest for <laughs> yeah i was, I was kind of just trying to hold it together, but I just did <laughs> just now.
0: <laughs> Species.
1: Uh, it's okay. It's okay. <sighs> Species. Yeah. yeah it's,
0: seriously. It's museum
1: of Natural History. And uh, yeah, but I I know that you know with the growing population, the quest for renewable energies is an essential part of existence. So. But, so with all this said, I found another article that I thought was a good segue um, to this concept of high production for biodiesel. So this next article, I found the snippet here that I think is um, a good continuation on the thought process that we have here. So, analyses show that the availability of biodiesel starting materials depends on climate, geographical location, local soil conditions, Local agric- and local agricultural practices. So, you know, backing, backing up and circling back to what we were talking about at the beginning, vegetable oils is a form of biodiesel. So thinking about where we're at today, especially, I mean, I know Californians think about it a lot because we live in the Central Valley. We live in a highly regulated agricultural state. Thinking about, um, you know, having every little uh, penny that we can eke out of production is so important. And that's what this article is talking about, is making sure that you're reducing as many of those costs that you can to produce those starting materials, those vegetable oils, those animal fats, for um, biodiesel is important. And what they found was starting materials are actually 75% of the overall production costs for yeah. biodiesel, right?
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. So it actually, you know, when we're thinking about, it, we're like, okay, Calif- You know, California farmers and California agriculture really are leaders in being precision, being precise, and being um, leaders in precision agriculture, and all the different techniques that we have deployed. So I think California would be a really good place. To look at, you know, a follow-on study for this, looking at different types of precision agricultural practices to cut down even further on that production cost for biodiesels. Yes.
2: I think, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm pretty sure UC Davis has started a research study on that. And it's, it's come out pretty successful at the moment. Oh, really? Uh-huh.
1: Oh, yeah. I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. That one didn't pop up when I was doing my research and it could be that I just didn't look hard enough or look long enough. So, so that, you know, kind of going back when we're talking about 75% of the overall production cost, that's why it's so important to produce the best feedstock or produce the best starting material. So the article continues and goes on to say that pretreatment of feedstock can improve its, its suitability for processing and increase extraction effectiveness and oil yield and then on top of that remember how we talked not only about the types of materials yep. but then also the catalyst remember
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that was kind of the next step in the analysis was um, catal- catalyst catalysts can enhance the solubility of alcohol leading to higher reaction rates, faster biodiesel production processes and lower biodiesel production costs. <clears throat> that would be interesting to see just just the just the production rate alone. If cutting back on the time to produce biodiesel would make it much more cost-effective compared to regular petroleum-based biodiesel, oh, I think.
2: Definitely. Definitely, because a lot of the times, when you look at those, especially, like, production factory costs, a lot of it goes into the preparation yeah. time, so it saves the labor costs by a cut.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly, and that's what I was thinking. Right, so, my neighbor, he actually works at Amazon, and he, um, at the the plant down in, uh, off yeah. of, what is that, Central Avenue, right? Yeah. Cherry Chari- yeah, Alchent, baby. And... Uh, it's it's really, that's right, that's right. It's it's really interesting to hear um, all the different things that they do and how, it, almost daily, they're continually cycling through different floor plans, different processes to try to yes. increase the efficiency yeah. of the workflow.
2: Yeah, because so, yeah. to my understanding, what they do is every single day they have a target number that they have to reach. So area managers there are in charge of looking at the productivity of every single worker because every single worker has a number that they have to hit. So when Mm -hmm. they go, like let's say you start from 5 a.m., you typically Mm -hmm. get your break in between. Well, through those intermission set, like those intermission breaks, they're looking at a chart to see how the productivity rate is being affected. So when they see it go lower than the target rate that same day, they try to figure mm-hmm. out, okay, like what's going on? So yep. I can see the amount of pressure that an employee can get just by doing that. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's they're trying to go through the logistics. So a lot of the times what can happen too is the equipment failure. So when the equipment is down, what's the next thing that we can do to make sure we try to beat up those levels.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just look back at agricultural production too. It, when you see farmers that are actually, I mean, farmers, when it comes to things like producing almonds and you got a, you know, a farmer that's been farming the same land for a long time, they understand a lot of the things yeah. that <laughs> it takes to produce um, those almonds. So um, sometimes yeah. there's not a whole lot of change that can happen there, but um, you know for the most part, I think we've all had the experience of seeing farmers continually adapting those processes very much like um, some sort of a factory floor or an assembly line trying to cut down on those production costs to increase yeah. that margin at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I really geek out on that on that whole lean strategy I think it's oh, whole lean cool. strategy. Mm-hmm. I I, s- yeah,
0: I love that. Uh, sorry, Connor. Yeah. I was just gonna say you we, know what's funny? we used to hear about that a lot, Go ahead. and that's
1: that's all I'll leave it at. <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. And as and as horrible as that environment was, and I, I will openly say that right now. The the whole concept that I was introduced to of lean yeah. thinking, I really enjoy that. And you know what was funny was fast now.
0: I I don't I know what you're talking about. So, fast so yes. Now,
1: Oh, fast and all. Fastenal Fastenal the, the, the tool The tool manufacturer Fastenal There we go Yeah, sorry <laughs> Yeah that, that really shows me um, So Fastenal I actually have um, uh, A buddy of mine that, used, that I used to go to high school with He's actually really risen through the ranks At Fastenal And he's, he's one of the head uh, guys Of their lean thinking team So they have a whole team Designated wow. huh. towards lean thinking And That's lean snazzy. strategies It's really cool Yeah, yeah. And I was just, uh, you know, had a conversation um, with our team today, and we were were learning about, you know, other experiences that they've had in the past, and just the simple fact of taking inventory and locking it up in a cage where one person has access to the lock cut down on um, losses in the company in the magnitude of tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And that really impressed me. So... I, I really love learning about those little things that have huge impacts down the road so that kind of stuff I, I get really excited about and I always seek that kind of stuff nice. out so
2: but, but anyway nice. so I was just agreeing what
1: what were you going to say yeah yeah oh, just being oh, courteous you. Yes. <laughs> so thank you I appreciate it so coming back um, now we're going to get a little, right. uh, little Walter White little there breaking down here I'm interested in this again. next part of the article right So, anybody anybody familiar with the TV show? Just in case you aren't, I don't see how you couldn't be. Even I'm familiar with it, and I actively live under a rock. The whole concept of a chemist coming in and producing methamphetamines through actual tried and true uh, chemical processes in a clean lab environment. So that's kind of what they're talking about. It's like ratatouille section here. Anyone can cook. Is that exactly? Mm-hmm. exactly so what this next part of the article says is says moreover the apparatus and the processes used also strongly affect oil yield and quality and production cost so if you got a good team and you have a good workspace good equipment and people that know what they're doing that also factors into biodiesel production costs because if everybody is crushing their t's and dotting their i's Process will be incredibly efficient. There will be very little waste in the production. I,
2: That's cool. Yes. Yeah, I
0: yeah. just, and I won't lie. My mind, of course, is in the place where Walter White is making meth and not talking about biodiesel right now. But <laughs> it's a great show.
1: Uh huh. It's a great show.
0: It's hard not to Plus, talk you know, about it. Yes. Yeah. We live in the valley. Yeah, so nobody ruined meth. it for me. I
1: haven't
0: it's like home. it
1: yet. It's true, all like true. home. <laughs> mm-hmm. God damn it. No. No. <laughs> well, they are in just just in New Mexico, so I mean it's I know. mean
0: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the valley'd probably look a lot like that, you know, if we didn't irrigate it. Shouts out Sigma, see what you're about to create. Uh, didn't say that, you true. know. Just just
1: focusing on the subject at hand. yes yes so after going through all this I don't know if anybody else has the same question that I had but when I was done looking through this I thought that this was a good point and the question popped into my head where do we go from here Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know we we as a society we as agricultural and we as an industry how do you know where do we go from here because I mean this all sounds pretty straightforward it sounds really good you know kind of you know (laughs) unicorns farting at rainbows and things like that good visual (laughs) um thank you thank you so yeah before i get into it i just you know do you guys have any thoughts you know what do you guys think the next step is
0: i mean i would have to when or where that's 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 yeah wow i wait was no, gonna wait. say oh. <laughs> yeah no i was <laughs> let, let gonna say it's, it's
2: <laughs> imagine a world where
0: you could figure out how to produce ethanol out of pine needles and then we'd have a lot less fire problems but well
1: not ethanol, not ethanol. yes they're
0: different but like they're point. not different because That's they're fuel point. and i know tell me yeah well tell me oh just because it, it all burns it all burns.
2: You use it to start a fire, right?
0: I'm just trying to come up with a remedy <laughs> to our current situation. <laughs>
1: just, <laughs> I, I think I think we should I think we should leave the ethanol in the hey. bottles. And yeah, <laughs> dumb question. Okay, this this is my dumb
0: question. What Tell
2: me. what huh. type
0: of alcohols? And like, and when I say alcohol, is it ethanol? Is it you know? I think menthol is technically an alcohol too. If it's Got, no, it. And and got it, menthol is the thing in the cigarettes got it, yeah, again, showing that I'm from the valley um, yeah. <laughs> no, what what type of alcohol <laughs> is the alcohol is the we alcohol. consume, is that ethanol? okay ethanol. and that's what they put in top fuel dragsters yeah, so that's what ethanol about is also yes. found and in that's, corn and that's that's where my head's
1: going it's not found, it's well, fermented, uh, isn't no, it? It's no, it's not found in corn it's not
2: It's free, You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah, so, yeah
1: Yes. so you you use a yeast, and the yeast is what? It's the byproduct of the yeast eating the starches in the corn. I've also thought about opening up my own still (laughs) in my garage, so I've I've researched this heavily. Oh. (laughs) I I also became so as you're seeing a trend in my life, I've become obsessed with certain ideas and trying to—
0: Yeah, Connor's committed to cooking things in his garage. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) <laughs> the new Breaking Bad. And his wife's also a teacher. There's some stark things happening right now. Oh, <laughs> um, but no, I, I oh, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in my sweep the forest comment there a second ago, but I just think it's amazing that <laughs> ethanol, the, the thing that we consume to have a good time is the thing that will also send a dragster down a drag strip. At 300 miles an hour, and it's all produced out of the number one commodity in the United States of America, corn, maize, and I think I think ready for it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh,
1: <laughs> if I could remember oh, the last corn right now, but I can't. Oh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, I mean, because look, they. Anything that has basically a starchy potatoes. base can be used for ethanol production. I actually just watched a okay. video. Cars. yeah, potatoes, Cars running on yeah, vodka, yeah, baby. Potatoes, beets, carrots. Um, yeah, you could, you could. So maybe that's for very long. I would hope but you could. So. that
0: that car has a Russian horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you hit it, let me put. Socialism. Let me put Come
1: come <laughs> you, you much.
0: <laughs> <Comrade>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna take it a step too far because that's where I'm. At. I'm on tangents Mother tonight. Man. And the passenger seat, just to make sure you make it. make it in the carpool lane, is a bear with a freaking unicycle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's a bear wearing one of those like fuzzy hats with a red star on it that just glares at you the whole time. <laughs> and every time, every time you forget to turn on your blinker or you cut somebody off it just looks at you like, like it's,
0: "No, this is
1: Soviet car drive you." distastefully <laughs> <Take, take, laughs> taking notes staring at you. <laughs>
0: Oh, well, it's very important. He my poisoned findings. himself. It's yes. very weird. <laughs> you see, Jeff Epstein, he killed himself. That's interesting. <laughs> hey, and thanks for visiting Josh's Controversy Corner. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: Oh, God. Oh,
1: man, I love it. I love it. Oh, so, Jeanette. We didn't. Huh. We didn't necessarily hear your thoughts. What do you, What do you think the next step is before we move on?
2: Well, I definitely feel like it's already here. Uh, okay, it's already being incorporated in fuel, right? So that's anything mm-hmm. from like equipment to like tractors and such, uh, also being incorporated in factories as well. So. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be a working progress as research continues to come out. But I am almost pretty sure that other companies are already developing that. And I'm going to start with developing countries are going to start initiating that using the uh, their own supplies that they already have to mm-hmm. begin... The, and I, The one place that comes to mind is Africa. So South Africa, I feel like has been already starting that
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah I do feel that I mean we've seen it in history um, you know that's why it's important to pay attention to history is because we see that through struggle that's when a lot of really important innovations have come to light so exactly I, okay that's interesting I, I didn't even think of that that's really interesting huh so kind of on the topic of arid regions and um, you know different thought processes, um, kind of the next step is we already hit on it a little bit is improving those reactants and improving those catalysts for the biodiesel production. But I think the second way is also better starting material. And um, I think, you know, California and America is doing a really good job at showing what what are the best ways to pursue precision agriculture. And I know that places like Israel, and Australia um, also do a really good job out of out of necessity they do a really good job with uh, precision agriculture too and so my mind started to wander a little bit too and I thought well what about drought resistant um, crops you know I wonder if there's any research and if anybody's out there listening I'd really be happy if somebody shared this if they had any knowledge about it but I wonder if the next step in the research if it hasn't started yet is looking at drought-tolerant crops for oil production for biodiesel. Huh. Think about it, because I know you can actually produce alcohol from sorghum.
2: Yeah. That and was know, the one that came to my head. was the sorghum.
1: Yeah. Sunflowers are also um, a drought... I mean... I have a 12-foot sunflower growing in my backyard right now, and I haven't watered it in a week. So I wonder, I, I wonder, you know, and that would also be interesting too, is to look at, um, you know, the, the amount of power that you can get off of the different starting yeah. materials. And I'm sure there's research on that too, saying, you know, um, different types of oils coming from different starting materials will result in higher power in biodiesel product, you know, in the end, in the end product, basically. So, you know, if there's not something out there already, I wonder if, if that's kind of what the next step is. The Interesting. This is the really interesting part that just totally came out of left field for me. What I found was kind of the next big thing. And I know that this is a big thing in the prepper world. Um, again, my mind. Um, algae. <laughs> algae 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 is kind of back in 2010 they started looking at algae as a viable source for biodiesel production. i know
0: they they do it a ton with uh, they do yeah they do it with a ton There's with animal feed right now like alltech does that yeah they're using it to produce protein mm-hmm. cheaply cuz they can produce massive amounts of protein in essentially a giant yeah. wine vat that it i don't remember what the exact comparison was but it was like the mm-hmm. same the same amount of protein that you could make on an acre cool. of ground was being produced in a tank that was, mm-hmm. you know, had a a floor, you know, space of ten square feet. Yeah, it, it was, was tiny.
1: Twenty four square foot. Yeah, twenty four square foot space. Yeah. You know, actually that's that's one person that I would really like to have come on the show if they'd be willing. A friend yes. of mine, uh, John Paul of Hermatia Pro. I know that that's what he's doing, and he's a really smart guy, really good guy. Um, so I don't know if you're already listening right now, John, but if you do, also really leave a five-star like review. Come join us. Um, I know he's a really busy guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your punch. Buddy. You get a free. You Definitely get a free stab a free, at Connor. Yeah. Something. So. <laughs> uh
0: uh-huh.
1: That's right. During our roast session. So so, this is, so when I started looking into this, just very briefly, so some researchers say that algae can actually produce 10 or even 100 times more production than traditional bioenergy crops. So kind of on that same strain of thought, Josh, with the, the protein production from insects, this is the same kind of concept with algae. So, what, So I thought, okay, let's look at the comparison. So I found this snippet from, I think, one of the, um, one of the governmental um, energy resources. So under the renewable fuel standard set by Congress in 2007, so RFS-2, grain-based ethanol can make up to 15 billion gallons of the 36 billion gallons per year needed for uh, mm-hmm. Americans to consume fuel. Wow. ethanol production at that time ethanol production capacity was at 14.7 billion gallons in oh excuse me in 2015 and then it and that was up from 10.6 billion gallons in 2009 oh yeah so that was from the eia.gov so if you think about this algae could produce 10 or even 100 times Elon,
0: we have an idea, call us <laughs> It's called Pond Scum Cars
1: So, I mean Basically <laughs> yeah, Basically What I'm seeing is We've we've solved the <laughs> renewable Fuel <laughs> fuel crisis right here Right now On, on our, our newly titled podcast Which we'll get to here shortly We've just solved it, everybody. We figured it out. So, yeah, you know, in the great words of Matthew, yeah, what can I, I have say? A Except daughter, you're welcome. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> um, just so everyone knows out there in the world, though, I but we are copywriting, and trademarking, and patenting this idea. Uh, therefore, we'll be licensing this out to any automotive makers that might be listening <laughs> in. Uh, just go ahead and get in touch with our legal team. That's me. Yes. Uh, I don't have a law degree. <laughs> but uh yeah so sorry go ahead car <laughs> yeah
1: we call dibs, keepers. and that's good enough right? dibs. we are sovereign citizens uh-huh, uh-huh. we are sovereign citizens dibs is good enough
2: we walk yes. into a committee board we call dibs
1: <laughs> i feel like it would be
0: those two guys that spoke <laughs> in front it. of i think I it was like it. the ventura city council about partying they're like yeah uh-huh. we like to party and uh, we throw big uh, parties, cool. so you should stop, you know, stop stopping our parties. <laughs> they look like Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> That's the best part.
1: Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. But I just thought, you know, we have all these rooftop gardens in these big metropolitan areas and, you know, uh, large parking garages. Why couldn't every underground space and every rooftop, rooftop space in America then become biodiesel production facilities right you know specifically algae for bio biodiesel production because think of a rooftop space basically it's like an indoor grow operation but you're producing 10 to 100 times Uh more than those silly vertical gardens
2: so i would think that in areas that would probably be best to produce that would be like along the coastline just because the first place that I can think of is like
1: that uh, is an interesting where concept. Where they
2: where they raise uh they don't raise They uh, <laughs> breed um oh San Simeon where they breed the um, what's well, the, they're not clams they're um
1: barnacles oysters
2: no no dolphins no. It's another crocodile
0: manatees. No,
2: no, okay, I'll figure it out later. But they're um, a, they're, they're a shell based animal, obviously. And so that's <laughs> I'm done with you guys, anyways. <laughs> that would be the, I feel like that would be the best place to start with the algae because it's already, you know, areas like Monterey, Pismo, Cayucas, those areas to start.
1: That's actually a really interesting concept because think about it it would make more sense in temperate climates because you wouldn't be putting so much strain on the grid to house these facilities to produce it, so therefore your production costs would be lower. Again, you're welcome. We figured it out.
0: We should stop talking about this. We could be billionaires right now.
1: We should really stop. Eh,
0: eh, False. More money, more problems. False. No, that's that's false. I have never seen a billionaire cry.
2: Yeah, just, I don't you know, show
1: know, it after 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 their well uh, hey if we're divorces, talking about six
0: yeah. divorces we've got to never mind i'm going <laughs> to shut my mouth y'all know where i'm <laughs> y'all know where i'm headed
1: yeah no I, I, i'm about <laughs> about to yeah I, we need to stop <laughs> cuz i was into in that same place so we're stopping <laughs> yeah so yeah. i think that's a good spot to stop the discussion hopefully everybody enjoyed that it, i i found it really interesting to to dive into the research a little bit and I, I also really enjoy these um these types of episodes because it's fun to take a step back yep. and come at the industry from a different angle much more like a number of the other podcasts that are available but kind of giving it our own little little yeah it's like a little extra
0: so, a little extra cheese on it yeah so mm-hmm. a little extra cheese that's right exactly all right <laughs> well since that since that wraps up the old biodiesel talk so uh get ready and get excited because like I mentioned at the beginning, we're we're rebranding and the, the Just Might Be Right podcast is going to become something new and you know what? We're going to make you wait till the next episode to release the name, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it. It's going to be modern. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be sleek. And that is the objective here. We are re-going at this early on in the process because we really want to be something that sticks around for a long time and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the new feel. I think Connor and Jeanette are excited too. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. big sexy and you're going to love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to give a little, bit of, a little bit of context too because when we originally started out with this whole concept of starting a podcast as this amazing rock trio here, we we originally thought that we would go one direction mm-hmm. and we just wanted it to develop organically and as it's developed organically we've realized that the original direction that we thought we were going um it's a little bit a little bit different than what we thought and we're, we're really happy with what we've developed now and and, and where we're at and we can and always we do we better do have a good thing but we think that we just we just need to, yes, we can always do better. We just need to tweak our message a little bit, or I guess our presence, mm-hmm. to match our message and what it is now. So we, st- we still have the goal of turning this into a fundraising machine to yep. really make an impact in the communities where we live and give back to the next generation. So don't think that we forgot about that. That mm-hmm. is something that's always in the forefront of my mind before we start every single episode. So, sorry. <laughs> Jeanette, would you also like to add in some ideas? <laughs> starting to go well, off the rails here. No,
2: I mean, you guys are doing good. Because the, the whole idea to this was we were going to remain authentic and organic. So you take it as it is. We follow through the conversations in the best way that we think you're, you're going to be able to grasp the information that we're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, push out. So that's why we're not so straight to the the book, I guess you can say, because the, a podcast serves as a entertainment, but also like an educational yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we're organic with it. And, and I'm proud of it. It's
0: just, like I said, yeah, we're, yeah. we're redoing it in a way where everything feels, and I say sexier, meaning it's just going to look a little cooler. Uh, but I think it will reflect our goals, our ambitions, and our ideas a lot better. And I'm excited to present that to you next time. I can't wait for it because it's it's really I think going to be the I don't want to say the game changer because I don't think that that's a, a proper term. But I think it aligns much more with our mission and exactly what the goals of this were or this podcast was way back when we talked about it. And yeah, and who we are and
2: yeah, and who when we, we talked are.
0: about this in a trailer at World Ag yeah. Expo with Corey Board I mean Broad uh, shouts out to the first episode but I'm excited oh, for it so yeah. without saying much more I know we've been talking for a while Biodiesel, Josh not being on his game and not having articles but talking about water anyways uh, hope you it was entertaining if you liked it, tell a friend if you hated it, this never happened just like always uh, I don't think we've ever said leave a five star review <laughs> until this episode, but if you can leave a five star review, that helps us out tremendously. Even if it's just you, mom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let us know.
1: Also leave Thanks, some mom. Somewhere. Um. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Connor. Without further ado, hey, let's sign it off the best way we know how.
2: Even though we are making some changes, you are still.